The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So, so then the father divided the property between them. And after a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he, where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend to the swine. The boy longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but no one gave him anything. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat, but here am I dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it and let us celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost but has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of his servants and asked what this might mean. And the servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry, and he refused to enter the house. His father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf? He said to him, my son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. In my opinion, the story of the prodigal son is the most brilliant 
parable in the entire Bible. And I'm going to try to resist not going on and on forever so that you can leave sometime before noon today. It's a wonderful parable. And on its surface, it's a story about a, a sinful boy, a boy who sinned, a, the younger brother who sinned. But if you look more carefully, you see a second sinner emerge, and that's the older brother. The older brother who, who has this righteous anger, who has this sense of judgmentalism, and in his own sort of more devious way is disobedient to his father by not entering into the house. And so he too is a sinner. The older brother, we see his sin, it's exposed when he talks to the father and he says, this son of yours, speaking about his brother, he doesn't say my brother. He's already disowned him in a way that the older father hasn't. This son of yours squandered his money on prostitutes. How does he know his son visited prostitutes? First thing, he's not seen his son at all since his son left. And the story never says anything about prostitutes. So we see the presumption of the older brother. The older brother presumes that his younger brother has sinned in, in a particular way, in a, in a, in a shameful way, uh, even before he even knows what the story is with his older brother. He doesn't know anything that happened to his older brother when he left home. And so the sin of the older brother is then exposed. And this is important to me because I've never been the prodigal son. I grew up a very pious kid and I was a very obedient young man. And then I joined the Jesuits. So I, 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 never, I never had my time in a distant country where I squandered my, my life. But I have been the older son many, many times, judgy and, and self-righteous, looking down on other people. I'm sorry to say that this, this is my particular version of sin, my preferences of sin. And, and to this day, it's still a temptation in me. And I see that when I learn more, when I look even deeper at the story. I, I read a book that, that dug deep into this story and this social scientist, he, he went to a hundred seminarians in America. He had them read the story quietly of the product son. Then he took the story back and he asked them one question. Why is the younger brother in so much trouble? And the American seminarians, the vast majority of them wrote this, because he sinned. And that's what I would have written. It seems obvious to me. This social scientist then went to the city of Leningrad. He went to a seminary at the city of Leningrad, which is now, of course, St. Petersburg. And he asked a hundred seminarians to read the story, took up the story, asked the same question. Why is the younger brother in so much trouble? And most of the seminarians wrote, because there was a famine in the land. Did you notice that there was a famine in the land? I never even noticed until I read this book after reading this parable hundreds of times and preaching on it many times. I didn't even notice that the story clearly says there was a famine in the land. But these seminarians who were grandsons of the people who starved to death in the siege of Leningrad in World War II, they're well aware that people die of starvation when a famine comes in the land. Either a man-made one through a siege or, or, or one that comes from nature. And so they are looking at the younger son with a bit less judgmentalism than I looked at him. This social scientist then went to Africa 
And he went to a seminary in Africa and he had them do the same thing, showed him the story, took the story back, asked the question, why is the younger son in trouble? And these seminarians wrote, because no one gave him anything to eat. And when he asked them, why did you write this? They talked about being shocked by the story. They were shocked that this community, this village, would not feed the stranger that came into their their village. And so, when you read the story at first, you see the story of a sinner. And then you read it again, and you see a second sinner emerge, the older brother. And then you read it again, and a third sinner emerge, and it's the reader, the one reading the story. All of us can find our own particular version, our own brand of sin in this story, But let's remember the end of the story. The end of the story is a father who welcomes and embraces everyone, no matter which way they sin. He embraces them all, welcomes them back, puts a ring on their finger, and throws them a party. 